1: And now, here's your host.
0: Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View podcast. Well, last time I talked about some school trips and some of the fun things that I did when I went up to the uh, Disney parks on school trips. Every time I went, it was the Magic Kingdom, except for the one time when I went to Epcot just after it opened and that one for me is one of the more memorable trips and it's funny how i went into all these different things i saw all these different places and things and themes you know we sat in the audience and we did the audience survey and we saw how that all worked we had a really good time kind of interacting and engaging in some way i remember the kiosks that were set up around the park and you could talk to the world center magic people and they would answer questions for you it was really cool you would just walk up and there was these kiosks you can walk up and you press touch the screen first touchscreens we'd ever really seen, and you'd ask a question, and it was just fun. You know, it was kind of an entertaining time where you would just be able to ask a question, and you'd see the person, and they'd see you, and you'd be able to interact, something that had never been done before, and uh, it was sort of the, the futuristic look at tomorrow, something that I think Walt had envisioned to a large degree, so that was really Cool. So there were two memories that stood out to me. One was actually walking up to those kiosks and talking to people. And we just randomly walk up and ask questions. They were located throughout the park. They were at every major intersection around the park, both in World Showcase and over in uh, Future World. And that was one thing that I really remember because the technology on it was just remarkable, that they had created a touch screen in 1982. And it was, it was incredible. And the video quality was pretty good considering, you know, what time frame we were in. So that was really neat. And, you know, I thought that was really cool. The other thing that I really enjoyed was the uh, "Listen to the Land." There was something really special and magical about the live action version of it, where you had a, a cast member who was guiding you through the tour. And the pavilion was sponsored by Kraft. The whole land pavilion, and this "Listen to the Land" was really fascinating. It, you know, the the theme song was great. That it was catchy. It really kind of you know, talked to us in a way. You know, we were all like budding scientists. And it was just kind of neat to hear the stories and have them talk about these things. And I actually went and found an old audio recording that I had of the the entirety of the ride. And I wanted to share that with you on today's podcast because I thought that was really kind of a neat way to kind of bring it all together. That was one of the things that just stuck in my brain as one of the most amazing things. I went on Listen to the Land you know, many many times over the years i love the kitchen cabaret i love some other things in there some of the other films they showed at various times i love the good turn restaurant that was always a fun place to go and have a little something to eat and there was really cool and i liked the food court downstairs it was all good it was it was one of my favorite pavilions But listening to the land really kind of spoke to me. It was kind of fun, and it was interesting because every narrator, every guide would tell you something just a little bit different than every other one, but it was the same basic story, how we were working together, and we were bringing together people to uh, create a better tomorrow through our ecology, through our horticulture, through our etymology, through our understanding of how things grow. And I was like, that's just fascinating to me. You know, in a growing world with a growing population, that's one of the problems you have to solve for. You know, how do you feed everyone? And it made it really kind of a neat way to bring it home. And I went on that so many times. And even today, when I go to the Land Pavilion, that's one of my favorite things to do. I love Soren, don't get me wrong. But from a nostalgia perspective, I still love going into the Living with the Land ride and just kind of taking it in and sort of reminiscing a little bit about what it was like before. The boats are still essentially the same. There's just no guided tour anymore. But the attraction is the same. The size of it, the scale of it, the things they were doing there, just absolutely fascinating. So I wanted to share that audio with you and I hope you enjoy.
2: The trauma of plant life is just the beginning.
0: Yeah. So hard, be.
2: Trauma of plant life serves the seeds but then like the beginning. From seeds grow plants to our own natural factories providing us with grains, fruits and vegetables. Long ago people gathered food wherever they could find it. Today's farmers grow their own crops in many different environments. These environments often present difficult challenges, so once again we must work with the land and must live. about the wild American prairie. This land confronted settlers with unpredictable weather, fresh fires, storms of locusts, and other pests. But the land was there. we to more plants together to produce more food and less space. Tropic farms offer plenty of rainfall, strong sunshine, and mild temperatures year-round. Crops like papaya, sugarcane, bananas, and rice thrive in these conditions. Rice is one of three crops that provide nearly 80% of the world's food. It's an excellent grain to grow here because it thrives in many different tropical terrains, such as flooded areas, mountain sides, and even rocky terraces like these. Rice, 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 rice. Two other plants that thrive in the tropics are pineapple, which takes 18 to 24 months to produce a single fruit. Vanilla, whose pods are highly valued for flavoring, and is the only edible member of the orchid family. The many thousands of plants, not a the rainforest, could yield rich new crops to the future. That's why we must study the tropics carefully to preserve these resources and learn to use them wisely. Agriculture <laughs> the <largest> in- <laughs> includes aquaculture. Fish farming is one of our fastest growing food industries. We select officially prepared food in uncomfortably crowded conditions. Because of this, tilapia is one of the best species of fish for aquaculture. Future. However, said advanced systems aren't always needed. Plants with great farming potential already thrive in the desert. For example, the fast-growing lucina tree, which provides shade and is a renewable source of wood. Wow, by planting drought-resistant crops such as millet or sorghum, retained by the soil while growing important cereal and cattle feed. So as you can see, even the challenges of the desert may be met with careful study and the use of appropriate technology. This is a production greenhouse for the. We don't grow everything or get seed, but in this small area we do harvest tons of crops. crops. With a controlled environment we can use some unusual methods for producing healthy plants. By growing crops vertically we save a lot of space and it makes the plants easier to inspect for disease and
0: paths.
2: We even grow crops without soil, that's called hydroponics. The nutrients normally found in soil are dissolved into water and then delivered to the plants. Here you see lettuce floating on a hydroponic solution. One-third of the world's crops are destroyed by disease and pests. What can we do about this season lands natural pest control? Here at Epcot Center, we're using integrated pest management to use some stuff with pest control methods working together. For example, we release ladybugs into our greenhouses. Ladybugs behave are our most troublesome pests. We also rotate our crops to avoid seasonal problems and use disease uses of plants such as tomatoes and peppers. When necessary, can we carefully use pesticide spraying, an important tool for farmers around the world. Oh, look at this red no. No. To the ones at the Kennedy Space Center. Along with them, we are helping to pioneer space agriculture. Road, road For thousands of years, farmers have worked to breed superior crops. We're taking this process one step further by working directly with the genetic material science and biotechnology may revolutionize agriculture. We may be able to help plants adapt to their environment, by making them more resistant to drought, disease, and pests. Or of developing more nutritious fruits and vegetables with naturally longer shelf lives. With concepts, tools, and technologies like these, we can build on our successful farming tradition. Our future depends on a partnership with the to listen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for your enjoyment, we do have two other attractions in the land pavilion. To the right, you exit our boat, is the kitchen cabaret, a lighter than looking good nutrition. On the upper level is the Harvest Theater, featuring the movie Symbiosis, a closer look at man's relationship to the land. If you're interested in exiting the land pavilion, please return to the siding class doors located on the upper level. Now, for your safety, please keep your arms and legs, hands and feet fully inside the boat. Remain seated until you've come to a full and complete stop beyond these brown railings. Once you've come to a complete stop, please gather all your personal belongings, take small children from it by the hand, lower your head, and please watch your step as you disembark. On behalf of Craft General Foods,
0: Oh, that catchy tune, Listen to the Land. I love that song. That was actually another song that was written by Bob Moline. He's the same person who wrote the uh, energy song for the Universe of Energy that I talked about a couple of podcasts ago. And that is my podcast for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, if we can dream it, we can certainly do it. Bye now.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View podcast. We hope you had a pleasant stay and arrive home safely. Please remain seated until your ride vehicle stops completely. Then, gather your personal belongings and step out onto the moving platform. And yes, I know it went by so quickly, but don't worry. One of the nice things about traveling on this podcast is that the journey is just beginning. Show notes are available on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. While there, please check out some of our affiliates.